You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life-altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host. Hey, y'all, and happy Wednesday. I'm so excited to be here for another episode of the Mind Body Musings podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon, and today I'm going to be speaking from the heart. And when I say that, what I mean is I don't necessarily have this entire podcast planned. And that's because I had a moment of... Hmm... I guess I could say inspiration or maybe it's intuition. I'm just having some some feelings come up for myself today and I hopped on Instagram to share a bit about them and immediately got a lot of interaction from people saying, yes, I love this, talk about it more, we want to hear more about this. And since I didn't have an episode scheduled for today, quite yet, I decided, what the heck, let's go ahead and just record some of these feelings and put them on out there. So my intention for this episode is for it to be a nice, concise podcast, uh, quick lesson for you guys to listen to on your morning commute or on the way home, whatever it may be. I hope this gives you a little daily dose of something. I don't know if it's quite inspiration, but I do want to provide you with this um, perspective that you might need to be reminded of, so to say, because I was reminded of this big time, and I'm so grateful for having had this opportunity to be reminded of this. But if I didn't have, if I hadn't traveled, Recently, I wouldn't have been reminded, and that's why this is on my heart right now. So back up, back up, back up. Let me bring some clarity to what I'm talking about. If you've been following me on Instagram, you have seen that I've been in Canada for the past 10 days. I've been in Vancouver, and my intention for this trip was to see Vancouver. I really didn't have anything planned. I just love to travel in the early, early spring, end of winter, I love getting out and exploring. It just so happens that that's around the time that I love to plan my trips. I don't really know why, but I always seem to get kind of antsy and bolder around that period, and I plan a trip. And it doesn't have to be an exquisite big one, but generally I do go somewhere out of the country. Canada's not too far. It's crazy. It's a crazy short flight, like two and a half hours. So I thought, hey, never been to Vancouver. I know there's a lot of awesome people there. So let me swing on by. I planned originally, my intuition was like, let's make this a four day trip. And my friends were saying, no way, no way. You will not be able to see all that you need to see in Vancouver in four days. Like even a month is, is too short of time, but it needs to be longer than four days. 
So I booked my trip for 10 days. And I had this intention of going into it that I was going to work while I was there, see the sites, connect with a lot of amazing people who are my virtual friends, but not quite my real life friends. And this was an awesome opportunity for me to finally meet these people in person, such as my good friend Chloe Elger from Chloe's Countertop, my friend Kelsey from Radical Self Love, um, Kylie from Being As Beautiful, and Mark Groves from Create The Love. Those are all some amazing Instagram accounts. So I really, really, really recommend that you go and go into Instagram and follow all those people I just mentioned. Just rewind, listen to that again to get their handles. But they're all beautiful individuals who live in Vancouver. And I thought, hey, I get to finally meet them. I will get out of my routine. I'll be able to eat some awesome food, but still be able to work. I don't really travel with the mindset of vacation anymore. I haven't done that since I had a nine to five job because I never feel a need for a vacation. My entire life is basically building in vacations on a daily basis because I get to create my own schedule and I get to travel and work at the same time. So I was not going at all with the intention of vacationing and not working and relaxing and and not being active, I I definitely knew that I was going to be working on my business, also sightseeing, meeting lots of people, and and just having a good time. So this, um, this awesome trip started with me thinking that this was going to be a really good opportunity for me to get out of my comfy zone. And Particularly, this was the comfort zone around routine. That is something that is very much instilled in me. So there, like everything, there is a light side and there is a shadow side to this, to every aspect of ourselves. We have the light side, we have the shadow side. And my routine provides for me so much light sides. So many different aspects of my routine provide light and make my life better. For example, because I have this podcast coming out every single Wednesday, it keeps me with this semi-deadline of recording and, and staying on top of having my inspiration come out in audio format. If I didn't know that every single Wednesday there would be an episode of the Mind Body Musing show going live, then I wouldn't sit down to do this. I would just have all these thoughts in my head. But since I have this routine... I know that I'm going to want to sit down at least once a week to record whatever has been going on in my life and share it out with the world and create some sort of post with it, create some sort of inspiration or some content. So routine's been awesome in that way. Routine is what gets me up in the morning to do my meditation. It's what, it's what encourages me to make my morning routine sacred. Routine is what keeps me in my creative flow. I had a client say to me once this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant line. She said, discipline creates freedom for me. And I was like, yeah, discipline creates freedom for me too. Discipline in its purest, healthiest form is really just some sort of structure. And in that structure, there is strength. So my routine side of me I'll be honest with you, for a pretty long time, I looked down on it. If anything, I was embarrassed by it. I was ashamed by it. I thought that my 
routine and my habitual nature was something that I wanted to keep from people I was dating. That's like one of those things where I got nervous for people to find out about me is how routine like I am with my morning, my afternoon, how I dress, what I wear, um, how I eat, how much water I drink. It's hilarious. If you know people who know me personally, they will probably want to make fun of me and my water bottle. Like people think of me and they think of a water bottle. I have had so many people in my life actually critique me for how how I drink so much water and I bring it with me everywhere. And I've had people not understand that I like to eat often. I eat every few hours and I have to have a snack or I get kind of grumpy. And I've trained my body to be that way, of course. I have trained my body to be accustomed and used to eating every few hours. But that's just simply what works for me. The smaller meals, that's what allows my digestion to work at its best. And that, to me, is one of my priorities. My priority is not always going to be just going with the flow and eating whenever. Whenever, I have a priority to have a really healthy, smooth digestive system. After having about 10 years of struggling and pain and embarrassment and frustration, once I have finally found what works for my body, I stick to it and I want to stick to it because it makes me feel great. It, It affects my mood. If I don't feel like my stomach is easy breezy and chilling and instead it's like in this big ball of mess and fire and pain no I'm not going to be a happy person to be around so my routine the light shadow the light side of it it has provided for me joy and happiness and and contentment because I feel good in my body so being able to know when I eat and how often I eat throughout the day and even if I meal prep and have my food taken care of, that also provides freedom. I have more time to focus on my clients, to focus on my content and my business because I'm not constantly thinking about food. Now, this goes without saying that it is a part of my life to also go out to eat and to also enjoy my time with friends, to get a glass of wine. To have, I mean, This girl loves tacos, okay? I love my tacos and my sushi, so I make sure that I go out and be social and eat good foods and have fun with that. But I'm certainly not someone who eats out for every single meal. I will just say that. I am a homebody so much more now than I was even a year and a half ago. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I spent three to four months in Southeast Asia in 2016. I ate out for every single meal. I didn't have one particular home. I was always on buses and trains and getting in taxis. I couldn't speak the language. I didn't have basic necessities such as um, socks that were always clean or a towel that actually fit my entire body whenever I got out of the shower. Money was always something that... I had to go get out of an ATM. If I wanted to have water in my apartment, I would need to grab two big five liter jugs and go down the dirt road nearby me to fill up at the water station. I lived a very different lifestyle from what I live now. And, And you know, the crazy thing was at the time of where I was in my life, it was very easy. It's what I needed. I wanted to explore and, and, and eat, out every meal and to walk everywhere that I needed to get to and to have a language barrier. I thought that was fun and I wanted all of those challenges and those challenges taught me things. It taught me how to be a 
decisive because I had to make all my decisions on my own and I had to make quick decisions. It taught me how to go with the flow. Three to four months is a really long period of time. It allows you enough time to get out of your routine and to really enjoy the process of surrendering. I'm no longer itching and craving to be in that same type of lifestyle. I thought that I would always be someone who craved to be traveling and living in, in hotels or hostels for months at a time, but I'm, I'm not in that stage of my life. I have fully embraced and accepted and acknowledged the part of me that loves to be grounded. It might not be as glamorous, it might not be as sexy, it might not be as fun, but it's me. And once I, I will say that one thing that started to help me come to terms with this side of myself is understanding that I am a rising Virgo. If you are not familiar with astrology, your rising sign is basically how the world views you. It is a um, very crucial component to fully embracing your sun sign, which is probably the sign that you think of first whenever you think of astrology. Um, naturally, I'm a Leo, so I'm very prancy, very happy, very loyal, very courageous, very center stage, all about me, uh, which is hilarious because, yeah, I mean, I've got a business called Maddie Moon LLC, but I also am a, a rising Virgo, which is a huge part of me, and Virgo is all about structure, and it's an earth sign, so it's very rooted, and it's very stable, so it makes sense to me looking back, thinking about my my super Leo essence of wanting to prance and dance in the fields and take care of my pack and to go out and accomplish my dreams and get what I want and be courageous. And that's me going off to Asia and, and being out of my routine, enjoying myself. But then there's also that Virgo side that was really, really, really not being fed and satiated when I was living that lifestyle. The part of me that loves to be grounded, that loves to have a home life, that loves to have routine. And I can tell you wholeheartedly that one of the best things I have done for myself in the past year and a half is fully embrace and acknowledge my routine side. Even if it's not sexy, even if it's not glamorous, even if it sounds boring. Me being a homebody is something I have reclaimed and it feels really freaking good. I love this side of me and I'm also looking at the shadow side and I'm acknowledging it. I know I can take it too far, you guys. I know I'm the kind of person that can get really stuck in my routine, stuck, stuck. Like that's, that is how I created orthorexia. That is how I became an orthorexic and being obsessed with healthy eating and not wanting to leave my kitchen because that's my shadow side, the dark shadow of my Virgo rising, my routine, my structure, I turned my boundary into borders, into barriers. I made them hard and rigid. And that is the shadow side of my routine self is that I can go from having a structure to having a rigid system. I can go from having boundaries to having barriers so that nothing gets in. I can go from being lovingly protective of my space to guarded of everything. And so this trip, I didn't really expect this to happen, but what happened over the course of this trip is that I came face to face with my dark shadow in routine. 
I was really struggling for a bit. I would say for the first three days, there was a lot of resistance. The first night, it was kind of like, okay, we're we're traveling. This is fun. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to go get drinks. We're going to let loose. We're going to have dessert. We're going to stay up till 2 a.m. Okay, this is just the first night, so it's okay for the first night, but we got to get back to business day two. Day two comes after having all that fun and staying up late and not feeling super rested, not going to bed at the time I normally do. And my automatic nature was to be like, all right, today I got to compensate and make up for all the, the crazy letting go we did yesterday. But that didn't happen because I was hanging out with friends and my friends were about having more fun because life is short. So let's have more fun. And so my dark shadow was saying, uh-uh-uh, cancel on going out with them. Cancel on hanging out. You need to be in your own zone. You need to be uh, back to your routine. Go do some work. Go to a coffee shop. Like get your digestion back in order. Go eat the things that you're used to eating. Don't drink today. You know, that was the shadow side of myself. It was saying all this stuff in my face. You could also probably call this the mean girl. My mean girl was like, if you want to be worthy, if you want to be deserving, you need to get back to this and this and this. But the, the part of me that was the loudest that day was no, no, no. We're in Vancouver. Let's have fun. Let's explore. Let's play. Let's let's keep going with the flow. Let's drink again. Let's not take a nap. Let's stay awake. Let's consume and let's enjoy and let's rest and let's sleep later. Like let's have fun. So I had these two sides conflicting. And I'm at a stage in my life now where I no longer feel any guilt and shame for this. Instead, I have a bird's eye view of what's happening. I picked myself up out of my body essentially and I looked at this situation. I saw, okay, sweet, young, routine-obsessed Madeline that just wants to know everything is okay, everything is, is, is fine, I'm still worthy, I'm still loved, even without this routine, I will be okay if my digestion isn't on point, I will be okay if I don't get eight hours of sleep, I need to acknowledge and love her and let her know everything is fine. And I needed to look at the other side of myself that said, I want to play, I want to have fun, I want to enjoy myself and say, yes, you do. And we will. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me of the direction that we want to move in for this trip. Thank you. So this process happened probably for the first three days. Every day was a new day to get back into my rigidity. I'm going to use that word because that's what it kind of was feeling like. But then I took the bird's eye view and I looked at what was happening and I thought, all right, this trip is is finite. It's only going to last 10 days. So what do I want to do? Do I want to say no to all these opportunities like I have in so many trips in my past? Or do I want to let go of that, enjoy myself, and have fun? And the have fun always won. And I would say about day five, day six is when I really started to let go. I had this moment of I would call it a breakdown, but it wasn't a breakdown in the sense you might think of. It wasn't like crying on the floor in pain. It was actually like a, a mental heart opening is more like it. It was lovely. It was it was expressive. It was it was actually very relieving. So when I say breakdown, I really mean break open. And um, I just remember just laying in the bed, probably watching like a Netflix show at night. And I just thought, you know what? <sighs> this is a way I can surrender. This is, this is where I'm at right now. The world, the universe, it's always presenting opportunities to me to surrender. And this is the opportunity of this moment. It's to surrender here. Sometimes I'm surrendering around money. Sometimes I'm surrendering around opportunities and friendships and relationships. In this trip, it's my routine. <laughs> 
it's saying, okay, we don't have our routine. Let's be okay with it. Let's accept it. Let's just acknowledge and accept the fact that my sleep's going to be different. I'm going to eat a lot more salt than normal. I'm not going to drink as much more as much water as normal. I am not going to be doing acro as normal. I'm not going to be doing my handstand training every day because my body was actually very tired and it was resting. It was interesting. I went to Vancouver thinking I was going to be super up all in that acro scene. But once I got there, my body was like, eh, no. We don't want to engage our core. We don't want to get upside down. We want to rest and play. Like my body had different plans for me than what my mind did. And that's where the surrendering came into play. My body did not want to work out. It did not want to be physically active or intense. It wanted to sightsee and sleep and rest and meet new people and have fun and drink and eat and let go of all the shoulds coulds, woulds, and know that all of that will be there for me when I get home. I had a choice. Surrender to getting out of the routine and, and, and still acknowledging and embracing my Virgo rising sign ways, but not letting it control me. And just say, hey, this is where I'm at. I've got five days of this. I know by day six, I'll be looking back at the trip as a memory it will not exist in my life in the present anymore. It will be in the past. So knowing that it's going to be in the past, do I want to say no to all of this stuff that I will never have the opportunity to do again? In that order with those same people in that same time in my life, of course, I can always go back there and do those things again, but it won't be the same. And, and if I allow myself to do those things, there's two sides to this. There's the physical allotment. I can physically go out and have fun but mentally will I be there. Physically, I can go with the flow and relax, but mentally, will I allow myself the emotional pleasure of it? Will I hold back in some way or will I let myself enjoy all the way, totally? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, will I be present? Will I surrender? Will I enjoy? And my, I chose yes, absolutely, I chose yes. So in the first half of the week, I was probably experiencing this face-to-face understanding that my routine was getting the best of me. Some worthiness stuff was going on there. Some body image stuff was going on there. Some rigidity, some barriers. I acknowledged it. I didn't reach out to 50 people to ask them what I should do and seek out everyone else's insight and go to Google and uh, no. I I tapped into my heart. That's all I need. That's all you need. Tapping into your heart. That is it. My heart said, go with the flow. Take off your shoes and stay a while. Enjoy yourself because you will not have this again. And and then after saying, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it to it. My mind was like, but are we on board too? Can we truly let go? Or should we kind of fight it a little bit just to make sure we stay on the safer side? Just to make sure we have fun, but not too much fun. And I said no to that. Again, I said no, we are all on board. So by midweek, I totally let go of time. Uh, I stopped thinking that I needed to go to bed at a certain time, that I had to get in my meditation every day. I... Anytime someone said, hey, let's go get lunch, let's go get dinner, let's get breakfast, I just said, yep, sure, I'm there. I 
let go of needing to eat every few hours and just said, okay, intuition, let me know when, when I'm hungry. I got back in touch with food and exploring food and enjoying the food scene there in Canada. And I totally just embraced it all. And, and my intuition just kicked in and my rest. And I am so grateful for that experience. I'm so grateful to get out of my routine and be reminded of what it's like to fully let go and to surrender in this way. We can surrender to relationships not going our way. We can surrender to emotions being all over the place. But can we surrender to getting out of our routine? Can we surrender? Even after doing all of the recovery work, if you're someone that has experienced an eating disorder in your past and you go through recovery and you are fully healed and you are feeling amazing in your body image, can you acknowledge that every once in a while it pops up again? Because I had to. I noticed that it popped up at, at this trip. And it doesn't pop up often, but maybe that's because I'm so set in my healthy routine that feels good that I have gotten to such a good place with my digestion and my feeling good in my body that I'm forgetting to do the whole live a little thing. And so that's why this trip was so important for me. There was a lot of things about this trip, actually, that... Um, were very serendipitous, meant to be. And, and maybe I'll dive into those things later in the show. But for now, this was the, one of the best takeaways was acknowledging and being okay that sometimes when we get out of our normal routine, we get a little triggered and that's fine. It's fine to come face to face with being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable with some newness, being uncomfortable with the whole surrender thing. But in these moments, you have to ask yourself, how do you behave? What is your go-to? Do you let the anxiety get the best of you? And do you try to Google your way out of the situation or say no to all these fun potential opportunities to make friends and to let loose? Do you physically allow yourself to let go, but you don't mentally? Do you mentally allow yourself to let go and surrender, but you don't physically? And how can you make it more 360? How can you make it more holistic and whole? How can you incorporate more opportunities to get out of your routine in your day-to-day -day life? A trip is a great way. A trip is a great way to get out of your routine. A trip is a great way to get out of your comfort zone and be in that discomfort. I actually very much recommend that if you're going to do this, you plan a trip around um, nine days anywhere between five to 10 days at least, maybe a couple weeks. But I don't think three days is enough because I had to experience that breakthrough. I had to experience the, oh God, I'm getting out of my routine and I'm kind of feeling stuck and what's happening? And I had to get over that hump and I had to get to the other side and that takes a little bit of time. I would even say two weeks is optimal. If you can plan a two week retreat or a trip that the purpose is to let go to leave behind all of the creature comforts that you cling on to and to really let yourself just embrace and explore something new. It will show a new side of you. And if you were watching my Instagram story yesterday, I was also mentioning that I am now home and I am back to my bed and my puppy dog and my uh, favorite Pilates studio and my acro tribe and all the good things, the little things in life that just make me super happy and it makes me appreciate it even more makes me realize how much I do love home and how happy I am that I'm a grounded person. I love the traveling lifestyle, but it's pretty cool to, to be able to fully 
acknowledge that I'm content and I'm happy with my home life and I don't have any part of me that's dying to um, go and, and travel for months at a time without a steady home. While I, I love people uh, sharing their journeys of doing that, I have quite a few friends who do that and I love living vicariously through them. But the life that I have here is like, oh, it's the dream life. I love it and I love having my routine. I, I acknowledge my routine. I acknowledge the dark shadow and the light shadow of my boundaries and my structure and I know that it can be rigid and I know that it can be soft and the question is how can you tap into the difference it's too often we want to just say oh no, no no I'm not rigid I'm not rigid I'm not rigid but when you really look at it are you if you were to be plucked out of where you are right now and thrown into a new environment without your structure and your system how would you respond would you be triggered? Would you react in a negative way? Or would you be able to surrender? And if you don't have time or space to go on a two-week trip right now, which I totally understand, ask yourself, what can you remove from your life for a bit of time to do the opposite? So if you are always going to this one type of place to move your body, maybe pause that membership for a while and try something new. Or if you rely on one type of self-care tool a little bit too routinely and you feel like if you don't have this in your life then you won't be able to be yourself try letting go of that for a bit and try some other things just see where in your life you can let go you can breathe and surrender and surrender to an opening of your heart to realizing that no matter if you have those tools you think you need if you don't have those tools in your life you are still loved, you are still worthy, you are still okay. You are still safe, you are still you. You don't need anything externally in order to be complete. You don't need any of these things that you've grown accustomed to. That's simply your perception and you can change your reality at any time. You can, you've become used to something, you have created habits and you can become used to something else and you can create new habits. So ask yourself if there's something that is almost a crutch in your life, something in your life that's distracting you from living totally free, from getting out of your routine, from escaping for a bit of time. And that doesn't have to be forever. I'm not someone who's going to say you need to get rid of that because girl or guy, I totally know it. These things are important. They keep us grounded. They give us some structure. But sometimes we can get a little too grounded and we need to be lifted back up again. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope it served you well. I'm actually really intrigued if it did. So if you want to leave a comment, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 195. And you can also go over to my Instagram post on this and leave a comment on the podcast social post about it. And before we hop off, the next Feminine Surrender is filling up quite fast. I have less than half spots available. I've got quite a few retreat interest calls lined up so if you are interested in coming to that feminine surrender I really encourage you to go ahead and sign up for a call with me I will email you after I read your application I will send you a pdf with more insight and information about it so go ahead and do that it's maddiemoon.com events and I will get you all that insight and information the most important thing to know is that the retreat is 21 and up 
I would love to have uh, an event at some point, which is any and all ages that is currently brewing in my mind, actually. But for now, it's good to know that the age range is around mid-20s, 30s, and 40s. So I would love to have you women there. I am so incredibly excited about this retreat. The last one was a huge success, and it's I'm still filled with love and joy and just so much energy from the vulnerability and the play and the connection that I witnessed between all of those um, sisters, all those soul sisters from across the world, people from New York, people from Canada, from all over the states. So if you are interested in that and the feminine surrender and learning about both your femininity and your masculinity and creating play, connection, and more self-love in the process, then you can go to sign up for that call with me and we can dive deep together. That is all that I want to share today. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. I'll see you guys next week for a really, really special guest. See you there.